1: Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Please don't see Just a girl caught up in dreams and fantasy.
2: Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by...
3: Ian Bruce and John Marson.
2: Right, uh, time to talk about some movies. Um, Starting off with uh, a little bit of news regarding some uh, sequels um, that weren't necessarily uh, a no-brainer. First of all, there was news that they were going to do some kind of reboot of Predator. Uh, Shane Black was uh, reported to be involved um, and then he had to clarify that it wasn't going to be any kind of reboot it was just going to be another Predator movie um, just Really? Said, what? Jesus do, you, do you, you don't think there's any need for that?
4: <clears throat> I think rebooting it would be a better thing to do than do another sequel because they've kind of I quite like the second Predator movie the one in New York wherever it was. I quite like that one. But Predator Two. Yeah. I don't know if people rate the or include the A V P movies as Predator movies, probably in the same way they don't really include them as alien movies. Uh but Predators, the, the most recent one, it was just a dark horse graphic novel extended for a couple of hours, wasn't it? Uh, so I never quite... got around
3: to watching it. I didn't realise it was it's Robert R- Rodriguez, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah. Like, I love his stuff, so I've got but, to watch it now. But
4: it's almost exactly a, a graphic novel that Dark Horse did a, a while back about people going to the planet for hunting to face the challenge of the predator and stuff.
3: Sounds perfect. Uh,
4: it's, it's it's okay, it's okay, but it it doesn't. It just makes them killing machines again, and. If you're going to do that, I think, personally, if you're going to do that and potentially piss people off that want something more, why not just reboot it and start again? Because at least you know the first movie was fucking awesome. And we can also get to the chopper again with different... um, whoever's going to play it this time. (laughs) James (laughs) Corden (laughs) would be excellent.
2: (laughs) I I don't know. I, I, I quite like the last Predators movie. I especially like the score. Um, it was very yeah. authentic, um, and yeah, I'm not quite sure on all the casting. Of course, you had to have uh, matey there. Walter Coggins. Uh, Walter Coggins. What's his? Wal- he was Walton there, Goggins he? Was Walton Goggins in it? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. how oh, was he? I yeah. was thinking of. Um, I'm fairly sure he was machete guy Danny He was in it as it, well. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hold on. He's contract. Sorry,
3: I was going to say which gender was Walton Goggins in this. <laughs> <laughs> he was a man. He
4: was a man. He was oh, good. Uh, Topher Grace was in it. Laurie uh, Lawrence Fishburn.
2: Um, thingy with the f- nose. Thingy with the nose. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Brody. Yes. He was like the main part. Yeah. It was all. It it was okay. It
4: was okay as another Predator sequel, but mm. it's they just. You know, it's like another alien one. Unless you're going to do something completely radical, it's just the same thing over again, which is okay-ish. But
2: well, yeah, I mean, none of these things have like great mythologies and epic plots. You know, they're all very no. much kind of. Although I think the one in the city probably had the the grandest kind of scope, perhaps. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, but then it's so it's been done,
3: isn't it? You know, it's one concept. It's these aliens that like to hunt and they're taking on every species they come across, fighting it, and, you know, eventually a human outsmarts it. And that happens in the first film. It happens in the second film. Yeah, What it happens what in are we all, the, do... all the alien movies. Yeah, yeah. what are we going to do with this one? Is it it's just going to be the same thing again, isn't it? It
2: is. And Predator, the... Predators of the planet of the apes.
4: <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> Try and deal with a load of chimps. Yeah. <laughs> predators get get of the rings, that would work. They'd get mulled, I reckon. Uh, so yeah I don't know um, we'll see what happens with that I suppose it's good that Godzilla vs Predator <laughs>
4: <laughs> Batman well, vs ra- Predator would be excellent that's a great graphic novel <laughs> that would be cool yeah
2: yeah well they're doing uh, Batman versus Superman now so uh, are they? they might be um, yeah, okay, but yeah, yeah before we get to that uh, there's one other kind of sequel that I never saw coming which was uh well, it's not really a movie sequel as such, but I can only imagine it's a hop, skip, and a jump away from that. Um, but yeah, they're making Fight Club 2, uh, the writer of the original novel, uh, Chuck... I can never pronounce his name. Palahniuk. Yeah, is that how you say it? Okay. Do. Yeah, he's creating a 10-issue comic series as a sequel to Fight Club, which... Um, I can't be I can asked know. to write
3: a whole book, but I'd like some movie <laughs> money, please.
2: I'd say a 10-issue comic series is as good as storyboarding a movie pretty much where's yeah, it yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. though where's it gonna go where or when yeah,
3: where
4: what's it gonna be about
3: do you think it'll be the same characters or do you think it'll be something that sprung off of the last series of events uh it says album?
2: in the article uh the comic secrets the comic series will bring back the book's central characters the unnamed narrator Maria, uh Marla Singer, sorry, and Tyler Durden, um, and will explore the narrator failing his nine-year-old son Junior in the same way his father failed him. So sounds pretty deep.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, apparently, um, it's it's all kind of semi biographical uh, from the writer's point of view. So he obviously felt like he had something to follow it up with. So hmm. yeah. That should be another one to uh, keep an eye out for. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, no movie podcast would be complete without some superhero news. And it was Comic-Con this week. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're going now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically Marvel put out a, a, a press release uh, a couple of weeks back saying that um, they were going to recast Thor, the God of Thunder, as... As a female. Boo. <gasps> and the internet went mad. And it was reported in the mainstream press loads. Um... Yeah, because
3: it's a stupid
4: idea. Do you think? Yeah. Why is it a stupid idea, John? Because I think to some people, our listener, uh, may think that that was a bit sexist, saying boo. Why do you think it's not sexist? I, know, I think they have other female why do, characters why
3: do why do I think, it's se- I think it's sexist that they've recast him as a female, to be honest? That's because, very meta. That's good. Yep. Uh, well, well, basically, they haven't created... Um, they're not creating a strong female character who, who has female traits. They've just taken yep. Thor and slapped a pair of tits on it. Yes. Um, and, got, and gone, <laughs> Thor's a girl now, <laughs> but he's still the same character. Going so but well. he's a girl.
4: There was a... Uh, at Comic-Con, there was an Avengers panel and what's-his-name who plays Thor in the movies was there saying he was quite looking forward to being a girl in the next movie. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Ho, ho, ho. Ho,
4: ho, ho. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think Joss Whedon put up a tweet of uh, her out of Battlestar. Um, Katie Sackhoff. That's it, yeah. Um, Her kind of saying, well, we could maybe do this kind of casting and I yeah. think I think he was definitely up for it, being some somewhat of a supporter of tough female characters and stuff.
3: Yeah. But there's so there's so many good uh, female characters in like Norse mythology that there's no need to to take but a male character and switch genders. Just but, use but for the others. Is, isn't this going
4: to be an alternate an alt universe thing or whatever they call it? It's not going to be the main character, is it? No.
3: Thor. Character? No. They're certainly now no, saying so no. Thor is the main character. Thor is now female. Like that is that is it for Thor from now on? It's a girl. Yeah, thing. he's
2: he's like cast down and unable to wield uh, Mjolnir, the hammer, right. and uh, and so it gets passed to uh, a female hero. Oh,
4: okay, fair enough. Yeah. So it can then get passed to a male hero in a couple of years' time.
2: Yeah, where they realise what a terrible idea it is.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thor has been restored to strength and
2: is able
4: to. Yes. Yeah. Woman,
3: fetch me my ale. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I think, um, and so yeah, following that, uh, you know, not willing to, uh, or, or certainly willing to take advantage of the uh, of the hype train, uh, they swiftly followed this up with news of the next Captain America, who will actually well, be. This one makes sense, though, doesn't it? It does totally. Yeah. It really does. Um, so it's uh, going to be played by Sam Wilson, who played the Falcon in uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, and is a mainstay of the comics. Um, but yeah, it's going to go to him after Rogers effectively. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, this isn't the, the first uh, black Captain American we've had though. This is, it, it's, it's not um, unprecedented. He's been black a couple of times in the past.
2: Yeah. I think, I think they kind of like ma- made a big fuss of this because of the other news,
3: the Thor um, news getting such big coverage. So like, yeah, yeah we should announce that other thing too. Yeah.
4: It felt
2: like a one, two punch kind of thing. Yeah. Of, of massive, Uh, equality. Not a very strong one really was it? It was just just like yeah
4: that's cool it was (laughs) sexism and racism really that's just what they were implying by both of them shut up mainstream media
2: (laughs) still in a world it's it's nice to live in a world where uh, you know Thor is trending alongside like real like actual news yeah like
4: Gaza and stuff not really (laughs) it's not nice to live in that world at all
2: okay fair enough (laughs) no not really okay um, so, continuing with comic book stuff, yeah, it was Comic Con at, uh, at the weekend, and uh, there was loads of news. Uh, couldn't possibly go through it all, so just quickly: uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two uh, release date is confirmed for July twenty seventeen. Yes, nobody and, cares. Come on, next one. <laughs> and the f- and the, f- the I'm going to see the movie next Friday. Oh, okay, actually, sure. yeah. Um, apparently, a lot of people are saying it's awesome, like yeah, one of the yeah, best Marvel reviews. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think um, it's definitely going to wet people's excitement for what Star Wars could potentially be Yeah. Um, in terms of just having a giant sci-fi movie and the kind of yeah. level yeah. of production, I think, that we'll be getting there. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. I, obviously, I think it's projected to do 70 million in the States uh, this weekend. So it's uh, going to be, like, the biggest August release of all time. Um, so... Yeah, it's really big deal. I'm really excited to see it, and I think it's gonna I think it's all part of Marvel's grand plan to uh take their movies in the same direction that the comics have gone in, which from what I understand I've not read a great deal of it, but it all goes incredibly sci fi and nuts. I mean like Thor was already kind of sci fi, but this is really wacky and out there. Yeah. But I think they've won over the the planet with their other stuff and you know yeah. It seemed like a bit of a wild card when they first announced it. I'd certainly never heard of it, um, but yeah, apparently it's another, another. Uh, it's certainly lightning. it's certainly
4: distracted from the Ant-Man director not being the Ant-Man director anymore. News that we've not listed in the notes or the news anywhere here, but
2: no, I it might, I, might I be didn't... worth
4: just mentioning it, mentioning yeah. it
2: here. <laughs> Yeah, I was just literally just before this, I was listening to uh Comic con special on the Slash Filmcast and they were saying how um what they showed there, uh they they basically arguing that everything that's been shown of it so far, not that the public have seen much, no. um but at the point what they were at in that movie, um a lot Edgar Wright would have done a lot of the light sort of uh visualisation work on all the set pieces and things like that. Mm-hmm. So his hands are all over this movie. Oh, um, so
4: that it's, they've done some filming with it then?
2: Uh, no, but they're at the point where... Uh,
4: okay, the creative stuff is there.
2: right? Yeah, apparently the way that these these sort of scale movies are made, um, all that kind of pre Viz work, like all the big effect shots and stuff, yeah. is done way before filming because they have to be getting all that done while they're shooting the footage.
1: Okay, uh, so,
4: so there'll be like... Uh, quick cuts of Ant Man brushing his teeth and then having a piss and then cooking some breakfast—that that kind of thing—is that the kind of thing that Edgar Wright would have put into it?
2: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think though he's been working on this for ages though, and he was showing test footage at like loads of uh, at like Comic Cons like a couple of years back. So I think I think it's going to be very difficult for them to erase all trace of him from this film.
4: I don't think they need to, but. Um...
2: Be interesting to see if they credit him.
4: Hopefully, they will. Evangeline Lily, Lily's going to be in it as the daughter.
2: Yeah, I heard that. So, yeah, but and apparently, like they, there were people like asking her, like, "Oh, so you know, what's the script like and stuff?" And she hasn't even seen it because it doesn't exist yet. It's, I mean, there's drafts written, I suppose, but they're going to pull it to pieces, I think, now that it's changed hands.
4: I hope it's all right. Douglas was Michael Douglas was there as well. Looking quite he looked alright actually. He looked he didn't look out of his depth. He knew what he was talking about, he'd done a bit of research. It was it was an alright panel for something that could have been quite uncomfortable. Are you
2: familiar with like the Ant Man No.
3: No stuff. No. The Ant Man. Or or Guardians of the Galaxy for that matter, to be
2: honest. <laughs> no, I mean yeah, I'm right with you there. But I mean to be honest, you know, they've they've led with their well known uh heroes and I'll, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt in everything else, you know, until they start um, getting crushed under the weight of their massive studio empire. Um, I <laughs> yeah. wonder, you know, could this be the turning point, you know, where it was, there was certainly some something went down to make Edgar Wright leave, and I think a lot of it's to do with how much control they want to have and stuff, but I guess they think they've got a formula now that, Gets bums on seats and they don't want to mess it up.
4: Yeah, so. they Well, they've got the phase stuff, haven't they? They've got their. Is it then that's got the phase or DC that have got the phase stuff? It's Marvel's got the different phases of movies they want to be doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're in phase two at the moment, yeah. I think. So
4: maybe Wright wasn't towing that corporate line as much as he could have been. <laughs> yeah, um,
2: I reckon they probably went, yeah, and at this point, uh, Tony Stark can show up, right? And he was probably like, no. Yeah. And I imagine <laughs> why, it's all why like... Why would he be there? Yeah, <laughs> um, they might have said
4: at this point the female Thor will come in, and everyone booed, and then someone went, "No, sexy."
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh dear.
4: But anyway, go. Uh, oh, go on. The biggest news out of Comic Con was the Batman Superman footage and the first picture of her, whose name I can't pronounce quite yet, as Wonder Woman.
2: Gal Gadot. For me,
4: anyway, Gal Gadot. Yep. So although
2: it sh- it shouldn't be her, I still think no, it should be no. the other one from Fast and the Furious. And it, should uh, be Chris it should be Chris
4: Hemsworth, definitely.
2: <laughs> no, Gina Carano, uh, who's actually an actual MMA fighter, they should have got her to do it.
3: That would have been awesome. Anyway, yeah, they this, haven't this girl's this one. Like far far too well. She's just a skinny little thing and she would... A little waif,
2: yeah. yeah. Totally. Fits in with the Snyder aesthetic. Well yeah.
3: done. Yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> So there's footage of uh, not footage. There's a picture of her in uh, brown Amazonian combat gear with a sword, looking like she's about to kick some ass. That looked pretty good. Uh, there's also there was also some, f- some extremely brief footage from the movie uh, shown at Comic Con. It's not available on the internet, but there is some wobbly cam footage that frequently stays up for a couple of hours before the <laughs> the producers get it r- pulled down really quickly. Um, yeah, I saw
2: something really blurry. Spoilers. Um,
4: um, it does have the Batman in the armor from the Batman versus Superman comic. Yeah. He's got like the full-on armor shit on his head, and it looks amazing. Really looks amazing. Uh, the bat signals there, but it's kind of a squashed head bat signal. Um, That's
2: the, the the symbol out of that comic. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: they're totally riffing off that. Uh, maybe they
4: perhaps they just did that for Comic Con. That would be all right, because uh, I can't believe how fanboy, how much fanboy I found in, within myself after I saw all of that. Which yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. But yeah,
2: Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, what do we think of her kind of outfit being? Exactly. I mean, the I same always well, yeah. I mean, I always thought that um, her it would have been hard for her to.
4: Hold on! Wait! Hold on! isn't she a powerful female character and he, here we are three blokes discussing what she's wearing
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow yeah but I no, <laughs> do that when the new Batman film comes out we can be like oh what do you think about the Batsuit you know it's it's okay when you're talking about superheroes it's not sexy yeah oh, okay. it's Fair kind
2: enough. of it's kind right. of allowed um I mean for me I always thought that the Wonder Woman costume the traditional one um would never really work it would always look a bit silly um
4: it didn't work in the TV series they tried to redo.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I don't think I ever saw that, but I think I saw stills of it and it looked silly. Um, yeah, but it'd anyway. be like putting
3: somebody in the original Batman outfit, you know, the grey one with the blue pants and stuff.
2: Or the Wolverine, like spandex, yellow Yeah, suit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know, someone put up a version, they photoshopped it to make it look a bit more colourful, but yeah. was still the same <laughs> outfit. And I actually thought that didn't look too bad to be honest. Well, she
4: may have a trend. She she may... We don't know what's going to happen with the plot. We know it's being set up as a part of the Justice League stuff that's coming quite soon after. So Mm -hmm. they're setting people up to be part of the JLA for that movie in 2018 or wherever it is. But she may be in the brown to start with and then get a more colourful suit as she becomes something that's part of a bigger thing. Now I'm discussing her fucking... Outfit. Jesus.
2: Yeah, maybe it evolves. (laughs) Yeah. But she just looks like one of the kryptonites. Also,
4: her invisible plane looks shit. I don't know if you noticed that.
2: Also, Ian, I heard that
3: as as her outfit gets more colourful, her tits are going to get bigger as well. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just... uh I just thought I'd uh, you know, see if I can infuriate you a bit, that's all.
2: Maybe she gets battle no, no, tits. No,
3: that calmed me. That made me feel oh, all right. Okay, <laughs> okay, good.
2: Maybe she gets battle tits. like <laughs> when fuck? And helps... Uh, Whose who's who's side is she going to be on, Batman's or Superman's?
3: Batman's, I reckon. Do you reckon? Yeah, well, Superman doesn't need any help.
2: Doesn't he? I suppose. He? Well, not yeah, really. She's another, alie- she's another alien, isn't she? Uh, I'm not sure.
1: Sexism and xenophobia. Is. Okay, kid.
2: Isn't Wonder <laughs> Woman from like a planet of women? No, she's she just, a, like, she's an, a- an Amazon. Oh all right, she's a human then.
4: No, she's an Amazon.
2: She doesn't it's work right. for
4: Amazon. She's an Amazon.
2: She works for Amazon. Oh,
4: for the love of fuck!
2: <laughs> is yes. She a courier. She, yes, she, deli- <laughs> she delivers battle tits when you order the battle tits from Amazon. <laughs> Oh, well, talking of battle tits, uh, Godzilla 2 is a thing that's happening.
3: (laughs) Um, On this article, it says Godzilla 2 and King Kong origin film. So is it like Godzilla gets invited to a fancy dress party, puts on a monkey outfit, and that's how
2: King Kong happens? um, (laughs) Maybe that's in the one after that. Okay. Because this is two other films and uh, oh. the King Kong one is going to be an origin story set on Skull Island so like a prequel to uh, uh, Peter Jackson's effort and the original
3: effort
4: indeed
2: yeah um, so yeah Godzilla 2 uh, is going to see Gareth Edwards return as director which is cool he did a fairly good job with what he had last time I thought and uh, but yeah it, it, it begs the question well, that's due in 2016, and then, uh, oh no, the, the spin-off movie that Edwards is doing is during 2016, so... The Star Wars spin-off. So Godzilla 2 won't be until after that, I would imagine, so... that's
4: okay.
3: alright,
1: there's
2: no rush for that. <laughs> no. no. Well, let's just hope that maybe they can get a better writer or some better actors... Not, uh, Maybe th- I mean
4: it, it may actually be quite good because now they've done the this is how he used to be and what he does. Thing. Maybe this one can have a bit more story and a bit more everything mm. the first one was lacking.
2: <laughs> well, personally, I'm more excited about the next Pacific Rim. To be honest, but uh, as far as big budding monster movies go, but, yeah. <laughs> okay. I really right. like Pacific Rim. Did you not? Pl- did you not like it?
4: It was. It was giant monsters smashing giant lizards about. Those bits were good, the rest of it was shite.
2: Oh, I, I, really, I really, really enjoyed Even it. Even for a they popcorn
4: did... movie, it was just, it was a popcorn too far for me, I'm afraid.
2: Apparently at Comic-Con, they had a Oculus Rift uh, unit that was running like a Pacific Rim
3: yes. simulator. S-
2: yeah, oh, where sweet. you were in it with uh, Charlie Hunnam, and you were his co-pilot, until apparently he gets ripped out of the cockpit by something and it's all happening in 3D all around you
4: he gets ripped out by Fifty Shades of Grey right
2: (laughs) by the trailer for that indeed speaking of trailers oh um, (laughs) there's been a few dropped around Comic Con arguably the best the best thing to come out of Comic Con was the trailer for the new Mad Max
3: movie yeah that's gonna be insanely good
1: Water.
2: water 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 wars we are killing for gasoline getting close to the terminal
1: freak out kill, kill my name is max my world is fire
2: and blood Um, this one's directed by George Miller, who I believe directed all the original movies. He did, yeah. Uh,
4: and Happy Feet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, I think... <laughs> he's got yeah, to Jeff, uh, a diverse portfolio. Feet, yeah. Yeah, Jeff Kadata referred to it as Unhappy Feet <laughs> uh, in the Slash Film cast earlier. <laughs> but, um, and refuses to watch the trailer because that's how he is. But anyway, um, digressing. Um, yeah, I, I think this looks great to be honest. Yeah, it's um, really good. I, I think um, I, I started to get a little bit hyped for Mad Max because they're kind of creating a video game of it as well, uh, yeah. which will probably come out around the same time, I would imagine, uh, to uh, seize on the hype train and all that. But Yeah, um, yeah I'm really excited about a new Mad Max. I, 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 I It's been ages since I saw them. I just remember the uh, the bit that always, I've never been able to get out of my head, is the whole uh where he has to saw his own
3: yeah. Oh yeah that's in the original isn't it the first yeah. film. Yeah yeah. Yeah it's fantastic yeah. and he still doesn't make it after doing that. Oh, yeah. But it looks like this one's going to be set before the first film. Because Oh really? Yeah well he's, he's still got his V8 interceptor and he loses that um, what in between is that after the first film he loses it I think. So oh, I
4: can't remember mate. <laughs> it, it, huh? looks like, it looks like it's between the first and the second because the second had the massive marauding gangs with the road the desert train thing, vehicle shit, um, didn't it? And the first, the first was just a revenge
3: movie, basically.
4: Am I remembering that right? Um, sounds like, no, sounds it's, like we.
3: The apocalypse has happened, but um, I it, think it's, it's not nuclear at that point. It kind of uh, okay. Say right. like all of the weird, the really weird shit. I think happens once it's gone nuclear.
4: Yeah, the Thunderdome arrives.
3: Yeah. But that's between, yeah. sorry, no, that's wrong because that's between the second and third movies. By the time the third movie happens, it's nuclear. So, right. and in the second yeah. movie, you've got all the gangs and stuff like that, haven't you? Yeah. So, I think I think it could be either before the first movie or between the first and second that this one's set. Okay, I'm not
2: sure. So we've got uh, Tom Hardy <clears throat> in the in the the title role, yeah, um, and Charlize Theron with very she little hair,
4: looking fine. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a bit sexist, but yeah, she looks.
2: Go, Have you, have
3: yeah. uh, you, have been like reading some feminist literature or something lately? In no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: say, world's gone mad. Yeah. <laughs> are you saying my misogyny
4: levels are quite low? <laughs> uh I don't know. You just seem to be a bit concerned about them. No, no, about them. Oh,
3: no, no, it's... <laughs> not them. Not them. As in, fem- the female gender. <laughs> I mean, no, no, like,
1: no, 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 no.
2: I think it's just uh, a consideration of our audience being the internet and the internet being Does, a little sensitive on the matter. And so There's four
4: people that listen to this and three of them are in are speaking at the moment. So it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really
2: too worried about it. Oh, well, uh, let's move on then. Um, the tra- the new trailer for Interstellar dropped yesterday, mm. which is uh, the new Christopher Nolan movie uh, featuring Matthew McConaughey.
4: And what's her name from Catwoman in the Batman?
2: Anne Halfway.
4: Thank you, Yep. Yeah. I'm coming back. When?
3: I love you forever. Potentially habitable worlds right within our reach it could save us
1: from extinction. Here we go.
3: You can't just think about your family now. You have to think bigger than that.
0: I am thinking about my family and millions of other families.
4: Maybe we've spent too long trying to figure all this out with theory.
0: Love is the one thing that transcends time and space. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Yes, you are.
2: I think this looks pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, they're being deliberately cagey about the plot, um,
4: but this, but yeah. for this trailer was more—it was more sci-fi and less "dad leaves kids to save the universe" type thing, which the previous trailer was.
2: Well, I think they've been revealing more of that as they've been finishing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know sure. what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's obviously quite a lot of effects work involved, but I really do wonder. My first thought after watching this was, is this going to be the movie that gets Nolan the Oscar? I think that Gravity may have softened the Academy up last year, uh, after doing fairly well there, in terms of nominations at least, but it got a Best Director role, which is very rare for a genre film. And um, It was
4: a massive effects thing. It was four years of effects and stuff.
3: But this True. This one's his space movie, isn't it? So next he's got yeah. to do a war movie. And I reckon he'll get the Oscar for the war movie, not the space movie.
4: And then a dance movie. Maybe yeah,
3: maybe. It, like a... <laughs> yeah,
2: <a> musical. <laughs> yeah.
4: He, can re- he can do Fame the, fame the movie.
3: And <laughs> then he'll do a really appalling comedy. And I we'll be like, oh, that. Nolan.
2: <laughs> Still, you can't complain. This Is, a, a, is it an original uh, concept or based on a book? I don't know.
4: It's Hollywood not
2: quite sure it's original googling well no it's it's their own thing written by John and Christopher Nolan so this is the same team that gave us um, the prestige and inception so you've got to give him kudos for being able to create his own stuff from the ground up yeah definitely and having like infinite budgets to deliver them like
3: when you hear that there's a new Nolan film coming out—it is something to be, get excited about, isn't it? It's uh, his, gotcha. his stuff's like been consistently great.
2: It pretty much has, perhaps with the exception of oh, what was the one Insomnia, that was a bit odd. I mean, it was okay, but
1: yeah, I it was just it's...
2: it was just a remake of a foreign movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, a thing that happens, but it—I think there was obviously much more good work for him to be doing yeah Um, yeah.
4: that felt like a Hollywood job that one it didn't feel like an early movie it felt like something he was paid to do it's still a good movie but it just felt like a job
3: like the studio one sort of thing like you can do what you want for these two but you've got to do this one you've got to do this one yeah
2: Yeah, because he did Memento then he did that one as a job then he did Batman I think and then The Prestige and then The Dark Knight The Prestige was before Batman
3: don't know his first one was like the following or something like that wasn't it which i still haven't yeah watched.
2: i've i still haven't seen it i have the prestige here
3: i've got the dvd of that of his first one if you want to check it out at some point
2: prestige was in 2006 so okay that oh might
4: have been after
2: batman then. yeah i think it was after batman begins <laughs> yeah but anyway he's ma- he's he's managed to consistently deliver i think Uh, Some people had a bit of a problem with the final Batman movie, but... Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was awesome, yeah. It just... um... Yeah, I didn't really have much of a problem with it, to be honest. (laughs) I I thought it was fantastic. I saw it twice and loved it. I think I saw that with you, didn't I, Ian?
4: You didn't see all of it at the second time? No, because
2: because we got turfed out because of a fire drill.
4: Any news on getting the money back for the tickets for that? (laughs)
3: It's
2: about two years ago
4: now, isn't
3: it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Oh, well. Um... So yeah, uh, another trailer that was released was the new Ridley Scott movie, *Exodus: Gods and Kings*.
1: You say that you didn't cause all this. You say this is not your fault.
0: So let's just see who's more effective
1: at killing you.
0: When I look at you,
1: I still see the two boys who grew up together.
0: Meet me down by the gallow tree.
1: Close as brothers.
0: Some say travel
1: are bound. Someday soon they're gonna pull the old town down.
0: I came here to tell you. That something is coming that is out of my control. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and it's starring Christian Bale and as no, as a uh, Moses, right? Uh, yeah, and Aaron Paul is playing Joshua, which is interesting. <laughs> I don't don't even uh, think I saw him in the trailer. Uh, Bitch, <laughs> yeah. uh, you got Sigourney Weaver, Joel Edgerton. Uh, he's playing Ramesses, uh in heavy makeup. Yeah. Uh, ben Kingsley, John Turturro. So yeah, you're quite a handful of decent actors there. Um, I'm still not sure about Ridley Scott these days. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he's done a good movie since Kingdom um, of Heaven. He's not. He's not done a truly awesome movie since Gladiator, in my opinion.
3: Was Kingdom of Heaven afterwards? I thought that was decent, like really decent, but it's
2: not, Kingdom not of as good as Kingdom Gladiator. Uh, apparently, the director's cut of Kingdom yeah. from Heaven is really that's good. Really yeah, that's good the only one good. I've seen. Yeah. yeah, I've not seen that. I've I've got the original up there somewhere, but uh, yeah, I I haven't seen that in a long time. It was all right. I I I'm, I I don't know if Orlando Bloom did it for me, really. But uh, <laughs> he did it for Justin Bieber recently, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what was that?
4: Did he do? He smacked him in the face in the nightclub. Apparently, did he really? Oh, good. Yeah. good work. Oh, They'd, they'd shared girlfriends. That makes it sound dreadful, but they have both been out. I don't know. Thanks, Reddit, for that piece of shit that I'm recounting now, anyway.
2: But isn't he, like, 15 and Orlando yeah. Bloom's, like, Just knocking on 40?
4: No, he's seen his 20s now, isn't he? Oh, is he?
2: Yeah. Oh, he's
4: a so little you cunt, whatever. Punch him in the face and not feel too bad about it. Excellent. A pa- cunt.
2: Apparently, he managed to skip a line or something by being in a wheelchair the other week or something
4: Who? Justin Bieber
2: yeah I don't
4: know it's after Orlando
3: Bloom like legalist him
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he took a couple of arrows to the knees
3: yeah, yeah. oh god
4: anyway sorry that... digressed
2: yeah but anyway uh, what do you think of this Exodus Gods and Kings then
3: it looks pretty epic I can't believe they showed uh, what is going to be the centrepiece which is the parting of the Red Sea like they showed yeah. that in the trailer and I was yeah. like oh that looks amazing but I was like oh no I've seen it I know, yes. I know it'll probably look better in the film, and there'll be a big like build up to it, and it'll be very exciting. But I don't know. It's another example of a trailer kind of writing off a whole the the bit of the film I would have been looking forward to the most.
2: The thing is, though, you only have to read the basic premise: an account of Moses' hand in leading the Israelite slaves out of Egypt, and you kind of know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's written in some book or other, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's
4: not like it's based on a book that all of us were probably forced to read as kids. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. But yeah, this is going to be the epic uh, retelling of it. So yeah, he's doing his big Bible epic, I suppose. Uh, so do you I think there's
3: going to be controversy because you can't do anything from the Bible without somebody getting pissed off, can you?
2: What, like Noah? Yeah.
3: <laughs> or the Passion of Christ or, or whatever. i mean the, you know? the, West,
2: the...
4: Apart from the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, they get pissed off about everything.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think they're doing a Reddit AMA later if you're interested in. Are they really? Yeah. Wow,
4: that would be amazing.
3: Let me just check that. That would be Yeah, that
2: would be good. I think isn't it isn't it okay to do the old testament that's like sort of prequel (laughs) stuff. Is that the rule?
3: Prequel stuff. (laughs) I think
2: that's like it's it's alright to do that. No one really believes that bit
3: anyway. Something.
2: It's all a bit, yeah, it was, yeah. It was ages ago. But the new, the new all
4: stuff, allegory, <laughs> That's, that fine. all definitely happened. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, they are doing it on the 10th of August at 3pm. The Westboro
3: Baptist Church are doing an AMA at Reddit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> That'll be the day the internet blows up. Excellent.
3: Yeah, everyone's okay. saying don't upvote it, don't comment, just ignore them. Yeah. Don't give them publicity, but obviously it's going to be front page on Reddit. Anyway, it's not about Reddit, let's carry on.
2: <laughs> that will have probably happened by the time this one goes <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs>
3: I was just reading that a minute ago. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope that was good. Um, and finally, uh, there's the, there was a trailer released for uh, Kevin Smith's new movie, Tusk.
0: Always do sober what you do drunk, and i will teach you to keep your marsh shut.
2: Hemingway said that.
0: Yes, he did. And he sent it to me. I don't want you to go
2: to Canada tomorrow. It's for the podcast. It's what I do. I travel around, and I interview weird or interesting people. So look
0: out, you crazy Canucks! Wandering Wallace
2: (laughs) takes a raunchy road trip up to the Great White North.
0: Hello. I'm an old man who has enjoyed a long and storied life at sea. And after eons of oceanic adventure, I know I do not wish to spend my remaining years alone. I have such stories to share.
2: How far is Bifrost from here? It's about two hours from here. It's about two hours away. I
0: hate American guys. Good evening. It's nice to meet you. Could I interest you in some tea? So, what happened after the boat sank? I was alone. And then something very swift and frightening moved by me. A walrus saved your life? The walrus is far more evolved than any man I've ever known. Present company included. Thank you. You're welcome. Would you? Would you? There, there. It'll be all
2: right, Mr. Tuff. That's exciting. Yeah, well, well, it's got quite an interesting backstory to it, this one. Um, Apparently, he was doing one of his uh, smodcasts, and they got into this conversation about this story about this guy who apparently tried to turn some guy into a walrus oh, and uh
3: do you want to know do you want to know the? the i could go into it the uh yeah, go on it was a craigslist advert that was um, put on in brighton in england and uh <laughs> basically somebody just for a laugh said uh you can stay in my house for free but in return you must uh act as a walrus at all times and uh follow simple walrus based commands and eat fish and all this kind of shit <laughs> and uh smith picked up on this on his podcast and um basically said, Oh, we should make a film about this and everybody started tweeting him saying, Do it, do it, do it and he was like, uh alright, hashtag Tux Tusk Yes, if you want us to do this. Everyone did the hashtag, so he made the film.
2: Yeah, it was Walrus Yes was the uh Oh is hashtag? it Walrus Yes, sorry. Yeah. Um and, uh, yeah, it was overwhelming demand for it, so he went ahead and made it, uh, got finance for it. And he's all—he's even able to give this one, I think it's getting an interna- international full cinema release. You know, they're no marketing way. it as a, as a big uh, horror movie.
4: But like Red uh,
2: State, then? No, not at all. No, it's like, I, I think he had a bit more money as well to do it. So, uh, cool. apparently, you know, horror movies, I guess they're an easier sell, generally. And I'm certain this no one had done it with this kind of premise before.
1: <laughs> but it what I love brilliant.
2: about it, it does look pretty cool. What do you think, Ian? I think it looked good.
4: Um, I really like Red State, and it, it was interesting that it took me a while to realise it was just in long, in the lead. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. i tell yeah, you what looks uh... so
3: cool about this. is this, If you, I'm a fan of the podcast, <laughs> and there's so many little nods to uh, the podcast listeners, like, it just in the trailer, sort of taking the piss out of the Canadian accent. That's like yeah. a massive thing that they do constantly. Um, Definitely, yeah. Like him and uh, Jason Mewes and um, the other dude from the podcast. And uh, yeah, there, there's a few other little bits and bobs going on. That I'm like, I wonder if that was a reference to that. And I, I, it's just going to be awesome.
2: <laughs> it's also got Hayley Joe Osmond in it and uh, Michael Parks from uh, Red State. Who oh, looks cool. like he's on playing an equally on fire kind of role? Yeah. Um. Oh, his daughter's in it.
3: <laughs> he was amazing in Red State. Kevin as Smith's well.
2: daughter's in it, and oh. also Ralph Garman, who is his co-host of Hollywood Babylon, who's very funny, but will probably be playing it straight in this. I'd imagine.
3: Is it? She called Harley Quinn or something? His daughter.
2: Yeah, Harley Quinn Smith.
3: <laughs> after the yeah. after the Batman character.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um. But also, yeah, uh, yeah, I loved all the little references. I like the way that it was—he's billed as writer, director, and podcaster, Kevin Smith. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty decent, I thought. Um, but yeah, I like the tone. I like, I like the kind of combination of his sort of wit combined with what looks like a genuinely scary movie.
3: Just looks completely batshit, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, the tone didn't look too dissimilar to me to perhaps oh no probably wasn't as wacky as this is the end but it kind of reminded me a bit of that that kind of sort of (laughs) obviously horrific thing going on amidst kind of really funny sort of banter and stuff
3: yeah i just wonder how far they're gonna take it you know is he gonna actually have like tusks and like flippers and stuff like that by the end of it is he gonna turn his hand into flippers and things
2: well apparently uh they, the guy who when they showed Kevin Smith the design of the final outcome um, he said man you're fucked up and the guy went well you thought of it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that should be interesting yeah. so yeah that's all the trailers we've got time for um, let's talk about some movies we've actually seen um, I'm going to start because I went to see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes on Tuesday
1: what do we do? Go!
0: Shall we shoot him? Maybe. Oh. oh, hey!
1: Hey, hey, hey.
0: I think he likes you. <laughs> hey, I ran, I ran. <laughs> oh, you want a drink?
1: Give him some nasty happens. <laughs> there you go. Whoa, hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 hey, hey, whoa. good, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. That good. Oh, whoa, hey, hey, hey,
3: hey. Hey, okay, all right. Easy,
2: easy. easy. <laughs> Has anyone else seen it?
3: No, nope. not yet. No.
2: Well, um, did you all see Rise? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're aware of how that movie ended with the kind of post credits, or while the credits were going on, yep. there was the whole kind of outbreak going on. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, I'm just going to sort of explain the basic setup. Um, so this is set 10 years later after the epidemic and all the apes are kind of living in the forest where they were in just near san francisco um there's loads of them all and they've built like a little sort of shack city up it's kind of looks a bit like the ewok village sort of thing and uh they they've uh and they're all just doing their thing uh hunting stuff and just getting on with it and uh, and then they cut, they, as far as they're concerned, they think all the humans are dead. And then uh, quite early on, um, they stumble into a, a small group who are kind of doing a bit of a ricky because um, they basically need to get to a power station to s- reactivate it. But the apes don't want the humans anywhere near them. And they sort of try and form an, une- an uneasy kind of truce. And so the film goes on from there. It feels to me like I felt like it was a much smaller film, like in a similar way to perhaps like that last Predators movie. It was a very simple, small little contained story. Um, This feels very sort of contained just on account of the fact that it's post-apocalyptic, the setting, and also you're dealing with a very small population of humans in what is basically an abandoned city and some foresty area and so yeah it doesn't feel as like epic and grand as the first one you know because the first movie had like those mad scenes at the end when like they were uh you know trampling through san francisco smashing up the golden gate bridge and all that um it was a big big mosh and um there's certainly some action on that level in this movie but it does feel like a smaller film um this one's directed by Matt Reeves, who did Cloverfield. And cool. um, there's certainly some excellent shots. It's, um, I think you joked uh, last time, John, about it being found footage. And it's not found footage at all. There's, <laughs> it's, 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 But there's some very inventive camera work. Uh, in particular, there's some uh, one-shots that kind of reminded me of like Children of Men, that kind of thing. Some very cool stuff going on there. Cool. Um, but I think where this film sort of shines as bright as the first one is just in the interaction between the humans and the apes and the incredible work that uh wetter has done with the cgi uh performance capture um you know they say a lot of acting is all in the eyes and they've got that down so much in fact you know the movie begins with a close-up on caesar's face and uh you know i think that pretty much sets out the uh you know Sets the tone, as it were. <laughs> Is it Andy Circus again for? Um, yeah, and also yeah, and also like a whole bunch of other quite well-known actors that I can't remember the names of. <laughs> um, but you know, they got some. They got some good people in to uh, play the various roles, um, and and it, you instantly remember the characters from the like the, the ape characters because they they've got quite distinct um, personalities. Yeah. Um and it, and it's just so well conveyed like it 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 really it really is the best film i've seen this year and um to be honest i haven't seen a lot of great films this year to be honest but it's definitely up there it's definitely the best film i've seen this summer um and yeah if you see if you saw rise then yeah absolutely check it out i saw it in 3d uh, it was shot in 3d and uh it looked very good i've got the little clip-on things now so it's not quite so annoying having to wear the glasses but um, is it is it yeah. all
4: without spoiling the end? Are we going to get another one? Do you think?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. It's greenlit. <clears throat> it's it's happening. Um, it's almost, you know, uh, alluded to. You know, and I, and I think I think uh, I re- I I I listened to an interview with the director, and he was saying that I think the film ends it doesn't feel prematurely it's definitely an ending yeah. but it it just feels like quite a quite a brief sort of story i guess it's just being used to like big tv shows now yeah and stuff yeah. that it felt like that but um it certainly rattled along so i guess maybe it was just because it was really enjoyable from beginning to end i mean some of the scenes with some of the apes when they're doing oh they're just so clever now because they're they're you know they're not normal apes they're enhanced by this drug and um that was all that was all done in the first movie but they've they've certainly evolved and oh yeah the other big thing is they talk so uh they
3: started talking
2: yeah well they um they do the sign language quite a lot and their subtitles and stuff but um i think um they definitely it's like they definitely sort of made it seem as though it's an effort for them to speak. Right. So they only sort of do it sometimes, not all the time. So like in the big battles, they'll be like, you know, two arms or whatever, and or charge and stuff. Um, and it's very like... It must be difficult if you don't have vocal cords to talk, yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's all kind of argued in the... the it's not really explained, but they reckon that the, the it's to do with... uh, They have got like... It's like where their larynx is or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot further down because they're... They're used to like being on all fours. Yeah, they don't normally walk upright, but I think because they're walking upright, that kind of moves up, and it does give them the ability to speak. Right. Okay. Wow. That's that's how I heard it was expla- explained. Explained, <laughs> No, that's fine, okay.
4: <laughs> you So, stay away from MythBusters. Your view of the universe is going to change quite a lot once you've seen any of those.
2: Okay, fine. I, Um, so uh, I definitely recommend that uh,
3: we're talking about low key Um, this isn't on the running order but I'd like to just very quickly tell you about a little film that I watched the other night uh, which is called Lock hello Eddie it's your dad is your mother there no she's not back from the shops yet she's getting that German
0: beer that you like for the match Okay, uh, listen, I won't be back for that.
1: What? Uh, Something's come up. I can't get out of it. I'm wearing the shirt. Uh,
2: Mum's getting sausages. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and guess what? She's wearing the shirt as well. Oh, Dad, it's so embarrassing. Um, Yeah, what did you say about coming home?
0: I won't be back for the match. I'll I'll have to listen to it on the radio.
2: Dad, you said you'd be back. It's rubbish on the radio. Mum's doing sausages and all.
0: Is your brother there?
2: Yeah. Do you want a word?
0: No. Uh, just tell. Can you just tell your mother to call me when she gets back. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Sure.
1: I, I love you.
0: What? Uh, it's okay. you know what? Just, uh, just get her to call me when she gets back. Yeah. Thank you. Sure, all right.
2: Bye. Bye,
3: Bye Dad. Um, it stars Tom Hardy, and in fact, oh yeah, yeah, and Is
4: this it's guy, it, it's just the guy in the car stuck in the car. Yeah. Cars.
3: Right. Yeah. That's it. Have you seen it?
4: I haven't. no... Nope. Uh, it's literally,
3: it's, it's just Tom Hardy in a car and a series of phone conversations that he has. It's the whole film. Uh, but it's basically about, he um, he's yeah, quite a successful guy. He's got a wife and kids and all this. And he makes a mistake, which I won't go into, which is basically throughout the course of this car journey, tearing his whole life apart, piece by piece. Um, and it's quite, I mean, it's it's his fault that this has happened, but it's quite... Uh, moving and so harrowing to to watch it all come into play throughout this this film. It's really weird as well, just watching a film that's only got one actor in it. I mean, it's got other people doing voice acting, but he's the only person that you actually see throughout the whole film.
4: What was the name of that film? That it was a guy who'd been buried in a box in Iraq or something. Was that? It might have been called buried? buried. I think it was
3: buried. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: but that was only one guy, I can't remember who it was. Was it Matthew McConaughey? Or was...
2: Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan
4: Reynolds. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Is it... Because I really enjoyed that. Is it like that? It...
3: Um, it's a bit more sort of low-key than that. It's right. uh, its hard to explain. It's weird as well with him being actually um, Welsh in it as well. You just don't expect him to have a Welsh accent. Although I think he... Is he actually Welsh in real life?
2: I don't, don't know. No,
3: I don't know. But it was... <laughs> Oh, a wicked a
2: accent! Yeah. <laughs> we must know. We must know. Now. <laughs> so, is there any like plot development, really, or is it just? Uh... I mean, it, it's inevitable. From as soon as you, as soon as you know um,
3: the premise of the film, um, it's inevitable what's going to happen. So, yeah, there is uh, development, and you're not you're not really sure where you leave them at the end of the film. It's quite it's quite an odd one you're just gonna have to watch it. <laughs> it
2: like does it like build to something?
3: Yeah, it does. Um, although not in the way that your average film does. It's kind of it's kind of unusual. It's it's a bit more like a sort of theatre piece really than, than a normal sort of drama or thriller.
2: Did you find out if he's Welsh or not? He was born
4: in Hammersmith from uh Irish descendants. So no. So very much no.
2: <laughs> no. Oh, well, uh, talking about films with people driving around in cars, you've seen a film about that, haven't you, Ian?
4: <laughs> I did watch uh, Under the Skin recently.
1: No girlfriend, really. Oh, I don't have a girlfriend at all. You're very charming. It's better. Yeah, Yeah handsome face. Aye, thanks a lot, cheers. you think I'm pretty? Aye,
2: you gorgeous. Do you? Aye, definitely. Good. i have got any smiles? Where would I? We? Do I? Aye, big Dick. About your smile. Aye. You've a
0: nice smile yourself. Cheers. Good, thank you.
4: Scarlett Johansson as an alien driving around Glasgow picking up men not all men, one she doesn't pick up. <laughs> um, and taking them back to her flat where she's actually an alien and killing them to maintain her her life, basically. I don't it's not I never really managed to pick up why she was doing it, but it's So is it just Scarlett Johansson
3: does species?
4: Well, that's I don't know if I was hoping it would be like that, but it very much is not that at all. It is oh, okay. It's batshit insane, is what it is. Um, it, it's just weird and uncomfortable. Its species was just titillation and gore. Cool. Yeah, and just it was a bit. It was of its time, definitely. Um, but this is more like an art house version of that, maybe. Um, the the stuff with the men that she captures is just some of the most uncomfortable stuff I've ever seen in a long time I mean it's not human <laughs> It's not human centipede uncomfortable but it did make me cross my legs certainly oh. um, and it, some of it's quite touching not in any pervy kind of way but it, some of it's uh, she meets one guy who for reasons that she discovers once she starts talking to him she chooses to not take him back to the the flat of doom um <laughs> And it, it's just a bit weird. It's just if you like kind of weird sci-fi things, it's it's just a bit weird. It's probably worth a look if you've got a couple of hours it. I'll
3: definitely give it a watch. It's on the list.
2: It was directed by Jonathan Glazer, who is the man who brought us Sexy Beast. Oh, cool! Wonderful, Sexy Beast.
4: I've not seen that. if, if that's have you anything not? like? I had no. I haven't. It's on my. Oh, list that's astoundingly
3: shame. good. You need to watch that. It's, it's even got Ben Kingsley in it. Like, what more? What more could you ask for to, to right. get you to watch it?
2: Maybe Ray Winstone. Yeah, Ray also Winstone. In it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's a, that. Oh, and uh, Ian McShane as well. Oh yes. Like, it, it's awesome that film. It's so good. It, it would be no, interesting no,
4: no. to see who what somebody who's seen that thinks of this. Uh, if it's the same kind of weird.
3: Sexy beast yeah. isn't all that weird. I mean, it is. It is right. slightly oddball, but it's not. It's not sort of left field type stuff.
2: Apparently, the, a lot of the people in this movie, Under the Skin, uh, are not like actors. No. They were just real people, kind of uh, pulled it, off and the and street. It really feels
4: like that. It still works. Um, it feels a bit documentary, weird kind of documentary in places. Mm. Um, but it's. it's it, I wish they could have. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. It's a good film. It's a good film. I, I'd recommend it.
2: Cool. Cool. Okay. Uh. So yeah. Um, I saw a movie, uh, called Snowpiercer, <laughs> which I thought was really good. You've seen this as well, John? Have I have?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. it was, it's good, but very very odd.
2: It's it's technically a Korean movie, uh, directed by, Juhu Bong. <laughs> June hoo bong I think that is. Um, yeah, but basically, uh, it's an interesting premise. Basically, everything uh, in the world has died due to them releasing this kind of chemical into the air. And so, um, basically, every all the survivors live on this train that basically travels around the world um, prior to the disaster. They set up a train track that went all around the world. And so, this train has this perpetual motion engine and it just keeps going and basically provides like an ecosystem uh, for the very class-divided inhabitants of this train to survive. The poor people live at the back, the rich people, and the guy who runs the train lives at the front. Yeah. Um, but great cast. Chris Evans, Jamie Bell, Tilda Swinton, um, John Hurt, and a few others who are pretty well-known. And uh, yeah thought it was a pretty cool film. It's very Korean. uh, Oh, the insane violence. Yeah, the the violence is insane. Um, Lots of axe fights and stuff. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, because bullets are in short supply and all that. But, yeah, uh, a lot of people have uh, likened this to Bioshock, the video game, in that it's kind of an examination of, like... A weird kind of ecosystem class structure and the kind of exploitation of that
3: somebody the other day was uh likening it to uh animal farm as in oh, really yeah with the people at the front of the train being the pigs yeah. and uh you know people at the back of the train being the others
2: <laughs> yeah but no it's a pretty decent movie um it's got some. It's had a weird release. I I think it sort of only just come out in the states, but then went straight to Blu-ray, and uh, so it's been available on import for a while.
3: I'm not sure if it's a, you know it was ever going to be an American blockbuster because it's just it's a bit too oddball, isn't it, to fit in as. A...
2: Yeah, but it had a limited release in the states, and it got really cracking reviews. Yeah. By it. It was rocking like 90 on Metacritic at one point. It's
3: at 84 now, which is still a very, very solid score, isn't it?
2: Oh, God, yeah. That's way better than pretty much, well, a lot of the movies this summer. Yeah. Um, And it's, I think, with a good enough trailer and some marketing, they could have made this a summer movie, pretty much. But I guess there just isn't enough room. Um, And I suppose, I wonder if maybe the World Cup knocked it out of the running, maybe, because it killed the cinema for a this summer yeah,
1: Um, didn't
2: didn't kill the English cinema for
1: very
2: long though no not really No, Mm. it just meant that Transformers got to stay on for longer or something so
3: um, it's a bit odd there are some um, there are some strange points in it like pretty much everybody on that train is prepared to kill other people at like the drop of a hat it's like (laughs) oh we're doing that now right great yeah I'll, I'll chop someone up It's fine.
4: You've commuted to London, though, haven't
3: you? You know that feeling. Oh yeah, true. Stuck on a train like (laughs) indefinitely. It could could go that way, couldn't it?
4: (laughs) Sat next to the fat sniffer. You must have wanted to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my ride back tonight was not especially nice. Um, Although I did have aircon, so that was one small mercy. Um, Yeah, I thought I thought Tilda Swinton was especially good in this. She's playing like she's got like a northern accent and sort of massive fake teeth and glasses and uh, she's like this really kind of yeah. wretched sort of caricature of a villain kind of thing. It's hmm. kind of evoking Margaret Thatcher to an extent I thought <laughs> <laughs> I think you're
1: Catherine
2: of bridge you filthy ingrates!
1: You people who were enough for the benevolent Wilford would have frozen solid 18 years ago today. You people who have suckled the generous titty of Wilford ever since for food and shelter.
2: And now, in front of our hallowed water supply section, no less, you repay his kindness With violent
1: organism! You scum! Precisely 74% of you shall die. My friend, you suffer from the
2: misplaced optimism of the doomed.
3: Right. So, why why are the drugs explosive as well? That was a bit odd. uh,
2: oh yeah yeah that's weird they get high on this stuff that they use as C4 C4? yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. unusual movie but well worth seeking out Um, so uh, and and recently you uh, caught up with the raid too right John
3: I did yeah which was fantastic enjoyed that. And again, like ultraviolence, crazy stuff going on.
2: So yeah, this is the follow up to, uh, it's Gareth Evans, isn't it? This guy, I get him and Edwards mixed up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's like, he's actually English, but he's doing Korean films. In, yeah. He's, he's grew, grown up in Indonesia or lived there a long time or something. But yeah, anyway, he's got involved with that side of cinema and, uh, yeah, delivered this absolutely rollicking good, uh, first the raid movie did you see that ian no i haven't sorry oh okay twice now (laughs) Uh, well you know i haven't seen under the skin so um but yeah the raid was just this awesome setup very similar to the latest dread movie where they're kind of infiltrating this apartment block and they've basically just got to get to the top the guy at the top's told everyone they'll get free rent if they kill the cops so yeah. Chaos ensues. You know, I, I think I have
4: seen this, but because I didn't think it was any good, I think I'm just going to keep on saying I haven't seen it.
2: Uh.
1: <laughs> I,
4: uh, I understand why people enjoyed it, but I just it was just too much of the same thing for me. I've become an old man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just got some <clears throat> amazing choreography in it, though. Really, it's like the fight scenes are amazing. And anyway, so so the sequel. Basically picks up immediately after that, but it's quite a different film. Whereas the first film was very contained, the second one is kind of a sprawling kind of gangster epic, comparatively, I think. Um, but there's some amazing set pieces. So the second in that. one's in
4: multiple locations, then.
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, it's in one. Uh, I think it's it's all like in Indonesia somewhere, but right. Uh, but it's not. Get, yeah. It, get to the top. They of the go. They go around and they go into like, there's like a nightclub and there's a office block and, you know, there's, yeah, there's multiple locations.
3: And there's like wep- uh, Weapon of Choice villains like Hammer Girl and Baseball Batman and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, which basically I think makes Kill Bill look like Snoopy. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's really full on uh, the violence in this. Where most uh, movies would, you know, would cut, um, you you get to see the, the result of every Blow, Blow. Yeah. yeah, especially
3: Hammer Girl. God, that's horrible, isn't Ugh.
2: it? Well, there, there was just one brilliant fight in a kitchen and, uh, and there was, like, this bowl of fruit and I was just waiting. I just was transfixed by what was going to happen to the bowl of fruit because <laughs> everything else in the room got utterly destroyed. Like, there was the sort of wine, the glass wine, uh, like, cupboard sort of thing and they i mean they went through that obviously but it was like i was just waiting for everything to be used as a weapon it was like this amazing improvised fight that went on for like i don't know 15 minutes or something you're
3: like what's gonna happen with those bananas shit
2: yeah but yeah uh and, and an amazing uh sequence uh like in cars it's not a car chase it's a car fight yeah you know um from car to car. So, yeah, massively bigger scope than the first movie. Um, in fact, they uh, they actually cut out a huge sequence that's about nearly 10 minutes long, which is uh, this massive gang battle. And apparently... <laughs> the, the film's two and a half hours long, but this was considered too extraneous. And they <laughs> cut this movie that they had about 200 extras in that they paid all those people to do. Yeah. There's, like, fake blood. There's... <clears throat> ammo going off everywhere and they they just cut it and it's like why that's it's like a totally like you could put that out as a trailer you know even though it's not in the movie it's like it's it would sell the film you know it's it's pretty good. It would be on yeah. the extras Well it's on YouTube you can if you google uh, The Raid 2 on YouTube I'm sure it will come up but yeah I really like that. You got anything else to say about that John?
3: No I think that just about covers it Awesome, ultraviolet film.
2: (laughs) Yeah, superb. So, uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention, Ian? Uh,
4: About which? About movies? Yeah. Uh, I saw Sabotage recently, the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Any of this a surprise to you? Just let it go, huh?
0: Surprise to you, sugar? I don't really know what you're talking about. Guess I'm the only one with any balls here. The goddamn money
1: just let let it go all right no it's an occupational hazard when you fight the cartels oh really
0: you
4: see any other feds getting smoked it could happen to anyone
0: you believe that chief or is that just some shit you're spitting in case this place
4: is bugged?
2: Always oh, assume that
4: so someone is listening i ain't gonna fight you boss
2: I heard this wasn't very good. Um,
4: Well, I really like the trailer. Uh, Mm. Schwarzenegger leads a team of DEA people who are kind of outside the, they kind of do their own shit. So they're very hardcore and they don't take any shit and they go in and kill people basically. Um, And they go and get a drugs baron and they steal $10 million from him. And then it, it becomes kind of a murder mystery as they all start getting bumped off. And I, As a premise, I thought that sounded really good. The trailer was pretty good last year. Um, But apparently I'd forgotten that it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, which is always a great barometer of an excellent movie. Um, It's just, it's rubbish. It's absolutely fucking rubbish. Even for an 80s movie, it would have been fucking rubbish. It would have been the movie where people would have said, oh, Arnold's lost it a bit, hasn't he? And The the thing that grated the most is, it's got Arnold in it, and you know you got you got to love him for what he is and what he's doing and all the rest of it. Well done, Arnold. But it has a really great cast. The rest of the team, it's got um, uh, I can't remember the names now. The guy from Avatar. Uh, it's got people that you'd go, oh, what? That, Sam what Worthington. It's got one of the uh, the guy from Lost. Josh Holloway. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And other such people. Um,
2: uh, her out of um, The Killing, Miriam Enos. Yes. Also, who's the other girl in it? Um, Olivia Williams. Yes. Yeah, she's very good.
4: So all of these people who I think are pretty good at what they do, I guess they all did it because it's a fun... It looked like they had a great fun, uh, had a great fun, had great fun. Um, and it's Arnold being Arnold and stuff, but... It, it's the plot that lets it down once you get once the premise from the trailer is it has expired and it goes into the murder mystery stuff it's mm. so by the numbers it's like whoever wrote it has not seen any kind of murder mystery with a a group of people in the years since the 80s basically it's just yeah, yeah it's it's weak it's very weak um it's like clumbo
2: style yeah it's just yeah no, no speaking of Columbo I heard someone's talking about rebooting that
1: oh really which
2: act, there was which actor was it I can't remember which actor it was at the moment but it was definitely a good fit
3: googling I'm trying to think who I'd cast as Columbo given the options Ruffalo Mark Ruffalo that's it
2: <laughs> yeah I thought that might be a good fit I could, good. Kind of, I could imagine him doing it also great like, segue
4: he's in Begin Again which is the other film I saw recently it sounds good it's you
0: standing up there like a tomboy, and I, I don't mean to be offensive, but don't you think that looks a little passe? Really? Seriously, we get you a look and a killer video, and you go straight to the top. I'm thinking Nora Jones, singer-songwriter thing at a piano, or the, or the Cardigans, back in the day when they when they first came to America. Maybe even Deborah Harry. A male band behind you. What? You find that amusing? No, I'm
3: sorry, something went down the wrong way. Whoa, sorry? No, you were saying me with a cardigan on, Nora Jones?
0: Oh hey babe, what the do you think you are? are you going to stand up on a stage with a beat-up guitar and you think you're the new Carole King?
2: No, I just think that an A&R man telling an artist how they should dress or come across is total bull. People don't want that, they want authenticity.
0: Okay, babe, authenticity. Give me a name of one artist that you think passes your authenticity test. Dylan. Dylan. That is the most cultivated artist you could have thought of. Look at his hair, his sunglasses. He changes his look every decade.
2: Randy Newman.
0: Love Randy Newman, okay? You got me on that. Listen to me. I am not saying that you can't be a real bona fide in this business. But you got to do whatever it takes and get people in to see your shows. Where the music can start to do its real work.
1: Oh, my God.
2: I don't know what are we even talking about? You can't sign me, and I don't want to be signed. That's
0: right, what's not the like? Come on, let's get out of here. All right. You're gonna have to get these beers up.
2: Yeah, I've heard this compared to uh, Once, the uh, musical movie, a bit, is it? I've seen that. Oh, um... okay. It, did rem- like, it reminded me of playing
4: in bands, though, and doing studio stuff, and just having a laugh with the people that you're making music with.
2: Yeah, um, that sounds a bit like once.
4: Uh, and that, there were a couple of scenes that really choked me for that in this. Um, in case you've missed the tedious adverts that appeared on the TV, Ruffalo is a music producer who owns a record company, but he's particularly crap, or he's kind of lost his way and a bit of a drinker, and it, he gets fired by his, his own record company. Um, oh nice. And he goes to a bar to commiserate to drown his sorrows where Kira Knightley, that is Kira Knightley, isn't it? Yeah. Kira Knightley oh, is yeah. there. And she's just been dumped by her singer boyfriend in New York. Um he was on tour and got frisky with one of his PAs, so she was there and she gets up and plays a song. And Ruffalo says, Your music's great, let's just record an album in New York and we'll see what what can come of it. And that's basically the premise of the movie. That's the entire movie. There's no, there's no romance, there's no aliens, there's no Arnold Schwarzenegger going, get to the chopper, there's none of that. That's basically the premise of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's quite charming, and the relationship between Knightley and Ruffalo is quite endearing. Uh, my wife really loved it. Uh, the music's quite good. Uh, the band stuff, the recording on the streets is pretty funny. Um, it, it, it kind of feels like a light Richard... It's the name of the guy that did four weddings and stuff?
2: Richard Curtis. It feels like a, a light Richard Curtis movie. Um, Wife-friendly then. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't yeah.
4: so wife-friendly that I was looking at the clock or fiddling with my phone or anything. Um, Maybe that was the music angle, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I, Ruffalo was really good. I've not really seen him in, in a lot of stuff, except when he goes, don't make me angry. Um, <clears> and I really enjoyed him in this. He was good fun. Uh, also, bizarrely, James Corden's in it, and he was really good as well. Okay. I think it is the end of days that I'm really enjoying stuff James Corden's doing at the moment. That's all right.
2: Oh, yeah. The uh, the, the connection between this and Once is that it's the fil- it was directed and written by the same guy. Mm. Uh, okay. Fair enough. So, yeah. That makes this a kind of follow-up of sorts. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm definitely interested. You saw the musical of Once recently didn't you John? i did
3: indeed yeah um me and uh, me and the other half went up to london and
2: yeah it was good it's all, it's
3: well worth checking out although with all those instruments on stage i was, we were really hoping for a proper sort of like hurry down at the end like a big party piece song and, oh, right. uh, but it didn't happen it's all very downbeat um it's a it's a beautiful story really but it's yeah i i i just wanted a a big like uh, what's, the, what's the proper word for it?
2: Finale. Yeah, climax. yeah, I
3: guess so. Climax. Yeah, <laughs> Just wanted a big climax that night.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
3: <clears throat> um, yeah.
2: So, so me and you, John, we've seen once. Well, you've seen the musical and not seen the film.
1: Yeah.
2: I've seen the film once, and you've seen the the follow up. Yes. So. I don't between, between us... not right, know seen
4: Everybody's cameras in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah,
2: but but. uh No, um, yeah, so that makes us complete experts on this, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Together, we've seen it all. Hold on,
4: we we don't have to have seen a film to be an expert expert on it. It's like an article on the internet. Just read the headline, we're experts on it. We've got an opinion. (laughs) We could chat about it for at least 20 minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, uh, have we got time for one more? Can I do Cold
3: in July quickly? Yeah, go on then. Uh, Cold in July It's a film that's getting a pretty limited release over here so far I think it's got one screening in London this week um, <laughs> but it, it's well worth checking out it's it's quite unusual there's it's Michael Seahawk so Dexter back from being a lumberjack um, <laughs> and uh, yeah this time his weapon of choice is a pistol um he gets woken up by his wife in the middle of the night and she's like there's somebody in the house somebody in the house so he goes downstairs and there actually is somebody in the house shit. Uh, he's got his gun and um, he gets spooked and the gun goes off and he shoots the burglar in the chest and kills him outright. And it's like, oh, shit, um, I didn't need to kill that guy. But the police are very understanding about it. But at this point, this, when the police get involved, they kind of drop a major plot point. Oh, yeah, his uh, his dad's just got out of prison, actually. Um, yeah, And so obviously that develops into his dad turning up, who is uh, Sam Shepard. Hey, he's right. basically like a Max Cady type character. He's fantastic. Uh, he's so menacing and he's threatening him. He's threatening his family. Uh, you know, it's all going to go absolutely nuts. And he's like a, a, what is it? A Korean war veteran. So he's he's right. he's got better skills than the local police have. So it's worrying, but it all turns out to be not what it seems. There's a big plot twist. And um, yeah, they end up working together. And uh, that's that's about all I can tell you, really. (laughs) It's got Don Johnson in it. How's he? He's good, yeah. He's um, playing uh, a detective. He's a a mate of Sam Shepard's character from from the war kind of thing, like ex-soldiers together.
0: The DMV issued 162 new driver's licences to males in Freddie's age range. Out of that stack, 93 of them poor bastards is married. So of the single dudes, 47 of them is Caucasian. And a whole 28, around six feet tall. Well, any of them got blue eyes? Grand total of two. Well, what about them? What are we start with them? Already did. Well, at least the first one. And? That sorry son of a bitch still lives with his parents. But the other one, this one right here, one Frank C. Miller. Blonde, blue-eyed. Six feet and change. The same Mr. Miller, who just ordered cable and a phone line at his new house outside of Houston. Previous address, unknown. That's not bad for a pig farmer. Well, when I crack this case, I might just let you frame the headlines, Framer. Best
3: way to find out for sure, call him. It all goes pretty nuts towards the end. Uh, it's... Yeah, I can't. I can't really tell you too much about what happens because again, it's one of those films where the the sort of reveals and stuff are quite a major part of it. Okay. But yeah, definitely check it out. Maybe wait for maybe wait for the DVD. I wouldn't worry about trekking all the way into London to see it because I doubt it will come out around here.
2: There's a screening of it in Basildon. Oh, is there? <laughs> <laughs> According to IMDb, probably wouldn't worry um, about that either.
3: Yeah, you would have no, to go these, to Basildon for that, and you know.
2: <laughs> these are the guys behind uh, Stakeland
3: yeah I think oh uh, yeah, yeah it's, right. it's okay. similar it's kind of like a little bit western feel to it um, yeah you, you can tell it's the same guys now that you say it yeah
2: yeah. so yeah I'm definitely going to check it out at some point yeah. Um, but yeah I've just got one more film to talk about quickly uh, and it's How to Train Your Dragon 2 so <laughs> let, we can end on a fairly light note He's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> oh I've never seen a night fury this close. He might very well be the last of his kind. And look! He's your age. Wow. Oh, no wonder you get along
1: so well. <laughs> Unattractable teeth. Incredible. How did you manage? I found it? him in the woods.
0: He was shot down and Wounded.
1: Mm.
2: And what of this? Did Drago or his trappers do this too? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is,
0: I'm actually the one who shot him down. Hey, it's it's okay though. He got me back. Right, bud? You couldn't save all of me, could you? You just had to make it even. So, peg
2: leg. But yeah, I went to see this because um, I, I, I mean, I dismiss this like I do a lot of kind of animated movies. Well, the
4: first one was excellent.
2: But yeah, like I said, I, I caught up on the first one. I, I got it on Blu-ray, um, and I, yeah, I really loved it, and just lamented the fact that I didn't see it in 3D in the cinema, because I, that's what. So that's what I did to see the sequel. Uh, finally, when it was finally released, although it was previewed for weeks beforehand. Um, I think mostly on account of the way the different school holidays work out in Ireland and Scotland and stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, saw it in 3D. Uh, the screening I saw it in, the sound was unfortunately a bit quiet. But I think I mostly thought that because I'd been listening to the score on my headphones at work, like on repeat pretty much for about two weeks beforehand. I absolutely love that score. Uh, and uh, yeah, this this sequel just builds on that like a Star Wars prequel builds on it um I forget the actual composer's name off the top of my head but um Hans Zimmer <laughs> it's not Hans Zimmer no it's uh the other one it's John John Powell oh okay yeah he who did uh Rio and <laughs> a lot of other animated stuff oh he did Green Zone and uh few other things but anyway his his score on this is fantastic it really really is great um and yeah the 3D looks great the way like, i think honestly uh, as far as my experience of 3D goes aside from like your obvious like gravities and your avatars like i think the best time i've seen 3D is in like an animated context because it just sort of suits it so well the guys just like all the little people like look sort of like real and uh It just makes you want to, it just makes you want to sort of control it, you know, like a video game sort of. Um, But yeah, uh, they ramp the scale up a bit in this. Um, It kind of continues the story of Hiccup and uh, Toothless. Uh, Toothless is awesome. Um, And yeah, it's just brilliant set pieces. Uh, The scale is, some of the dragons in this are like, you know, Pacific Rim scale. Um, And, Yeah, it's just a really awesome, sweet, fun story and uh, brilliantly executed. And I'm looking forward to the next one.
4: Listener, I I can confirm that Rob had his excited little child face on while he was telling us that. So I I (laughs) want to go and see it just for the look on your face when you were telling us about it. That was excellent.
2: (laughs) It's definitely worth checking out. Cool. No doubt I'll get
3: to watch it with the kids at some point soon.
2: You certainly have a living excuse to watch it, John. I
3: do, yeah.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah, uh, as, as for the rest of us I went with uh, a bunch of grown-ups who were equally as childish as me I think but there you go <laughs> cool and I think that's all we've got time for as far as movies go this week this has been the Not Watching Podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk production by John Marsden thanks John You can contact us on email at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at www.notlistening.co.uk. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya!